Hello, welcome to the Marketing in Minutes podcast. I'm your host, Colby Klusterman, and I'm a senior account manager at Evenbound. Evenbound is a digital marketing agency as well as a Diamond HubSpot Solutions partner located in Grand Haven, Michigan. And each episode of this podcast will break down current and complex marketing questions into easily digestible five to 10 minute episodes. Let's jump into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Um, and welcome back to our special guest, uh, Mike Lieberman. Thanks for joining us again. How you doing, Colby? It's been a while. <laughs> um, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> and just a peek behind the curtains, we we batch record some of these episodes. So by a while, Mike means about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you gave away my secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry. If you haven't listened to this episode, uh, Pod, the last couple episodes, Mike is the CEO and chief revenue scientist at Square Two. So uh, we've been having great conversations about revenue growth, the pillars of revenue growth. And uh, today we're going to change it up a little bit and we're going to talk about podcasting, which is personally a topic I love, um, hence the podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to kick it over to you. Our question today is, should I invest in podcasting? Um, I think we can take this in a couple different routes, but yeah, what do you think? Should I invest in podcasting? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, so I think you should consider investing in all types of multimedia content, of which podcasting is one of them. And look, the stats are staggering. First of all, most people don't want to read their content. I think this number is like 63% of people uh, recognize themselves as visual learners, meaning they would rather watch or listen to something than read something. The amount of people on the podcast platforms and the amount of podcasts that are out there and the amount of, of views for these podcasts is a staggering number. And I think primarily because it's so easy for people to get the content and listen to it on the fly in their car while they're walking, you know, uh, before they go to bed, whatever. It's on-demand feature is is unmatched. And the other piece of it that I really like is not so much about podcasting, but the ability to create content at scale is a major issue. And if you think about how we used to create content, we used to interview a subject matter expert. Maybe it took an hour. We would then turn that into a white paper or an ebook. Maybe that took another 10 hours to write it and five hours to design it. And it had to be edited. And then it had to be put on your website. And you needed a CTA button, which had to be written and designed. And you needed a landing page, which had to be written and designed. And you needed lead nurtures to go with it. You needed a form. I mean, it was a lot of work. Like, yeah. typically a piece of content like that at Square Two might be five or $6,000 because of everything that went into it. And you ended up with one piece of content that maybe even got outdated in a couple months if, if your industry was changing quickly. Now you think about how to create content. Square Two does a live cast once a week for 45 minutes to an hour. And out of that hour long investment, we get a podcast, a video for YouTube and our own channel. We get clips of our video that we post to social media and we get a blog article out of it. So literally in an hour, we've produced five to eight pieces of content. That to me is how you create content at scale. So, you know, do, do, do you, does the world need another podcast? Uh, probably not. But 
if the podcast is good like yours, then I think you'll attract a certain uh, audience to the show and you'll have a mechanism to create content at scale, which I think is something our clients should be thinking about. Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, looking at like the benefits of podcasting and like you said, multimedia content, um, just the, the time alone is, I think that was a great example of however many hours to create that white paper compared to one hour to record a podcast and that couple hours here and there to, to get it up on social, to get it in a blog. Um, I think that's, that's a huge benefit. Um, any other benefits that like come to mind when you think about podcasting and multimedia content? Well, I think the big benefit is probably one that people wouldn't really be aware of. And that is, I'm sure you do some preparation for the show, right? Mm -hmm. You're thinking about what am I going to talk about? Who do I want to interview? You know, what, mm -hmm. what, what kinds of topics are important to Evenbound? And I think there's something to be said for that because when you start thinking about what people are going to be interested in and what you want your content to be like, you end up with much better content. And I think part of the, the secret to good shows like these is, are we saying anything interesting? I mean, if you're just repeating the same stuff that everybody else is saying, it's probably not going to be a very effective podcast. So it's in your best interest to really think about, well, what's going on in the world? What, what, what do we want to say about it? How do we want to position ourselves in context to these particular conversations or questions? And before you know it, I think you generally end up with some pretty interesting content. And I think pushing our clients and pushing us to, to, to be more thought leader-ish in the kinds of things you're talking about is a good way to help position our clients and our prospects and even our companies as thought leaders, attract an audience, gain some trust, and get them to say like, oh, Colby and Mike, they seem like they're they're kind of smart. I'm going to take a look at their agencies <laughs> and see if maybe they can help me a little bit because I have some issues that they seem to be aware of and some they seem to have some solutions that might work with us. Maybe there's something there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't think of a single like client that we've worked with, regardless of their industry, who would say, no, I don't want to be the thought, considered a thought leader in my industry. You know, I think everyone would strive um, to kind of be in that position. So uh, another great benefit to these types of content in uh, platforms, like you said. I mean, wanting to be a thought leader and being able to create thought leadership content are two different things, as I'm sure you know. For sure. And when you're pushing someone to say, hey, we're going to do a podcast, right? We, we have to spend a little time thinking about what we're going to talk about and getting prepared for the show. It, it forces them to maybe do something that they're a little uncomfortable with. And I'm sure you know, since you're taking care of clients, that pushing them out of their comfort zone is a big, big part of our jobs. And getting them comfortable with some of these new techniques is also part of our jobs. Getting them prepared and, and, and uh, willing to do it. You and I know that after a couple of times, they're like, oh, that wasn't too bad. Like, I actually kind of enjoyed it. And then off, <laughs> yeah. off they go, right? But mm -hmm. in the beginning, it's not always easy. Like you say to clients like, oh, you're, you're going to go to this conference and you're going to speak. They're like, oh, no, I, I can't speak. Speaking is the thing that people are afraid of. I, I'm afraid of it. I can't do that. But when you get them prepared, maybe they do it. And the first time, even if they're not great, they're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. I want to do it again. Right. And now you've gotten them out and you've put them on a platform that helps us help them get their story out. So this might be a safer way than standing up in front of a conference with 500 people there. But in, in, in all reality, it's kind of the same thing. Like you're yeah. publicly getting them to talk about something they already know a lot about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that kind of 
getting people outside of their comfort zone to do something new um, leads into my next question is like, what tips do you have for people that, that want to do that? How, how do you push someone, whether it's yourself or someone you report to an agency you work with, how do you push them to take that step into podcasting or multimedia content? Yeah. Look, I think a lot of it is just doing the homework and being prepared. So, you know, I have like a running list of interesting topics that I think people would be interested in learning more about. So I don't do all of them. Sometimes I look at something that I wrote in there. I'm like, why would I possibly do that? It's like the stupidest (laughs) thing I ever heard. So I delete that one. But Mm -hmm. and I tend to move them around based on kind of what's going on in the world. Oh, this is a little more relevant. We just came back from inbound or, you know, somebody I, I love answering questions that prospects have for us. So like when prospects start to I hear um, patterns in what prospects are asking about. I tend to like to produce content around it. So when people are like, uh, oh, we're having uh, trouble with Google, we're having trouble organically, I'm like, okay, there's something here. Let me put some content together to educate people on what's going on with Google. This is maybe why their site is not ranking like it was last year. Um, and then you have to be prepared for the show. I think the more prepared you get, the more comfortable you are doing it. So, you know, I do show notes and I have little bullets of things that I want to talk to. And sometimes I even, you know, we'll collect questions from people who have submitted questions that, that they want answers to in the, in the show. So by, by thinking through what we want to talk about and having some topics that we're going to cover during the show and maybe having some questions lined up for people that are you know, curious about what we're going to talk about, just gives you that backstop, that safety net. So you're not thinking to yourself like, oh boy, it's 20 minutes into it. I'm supposed to do an hour show. What am I going to do for the next 40 <laughs> minutes? So, um, you know, I think that helps too. And like you, you, you have a very short show. Obviously, the shorter the show, the easier mm-hmm. it is to prepare for it and get through it. You know, at my show, I wanted to do something a little deeper and go a little deeper into the topic. I feel like some podcasts that can go deep on a topic, people like that. So I mm-hmm. wanted to try to go a little bit deeper. But I think in your case, people are just as interested in these short kind of snippet podcasts too, where they can get something in a couple of minutes and move on to the next thing. So both formats work depending on what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. And I think kind of the key and the theme of a lot of what you've said today is doing your homework and being prepared and just taking time to really research and like find your your niche and what you want to be and how you want to present that to the world. Um, you can't just jump on here and start talking. I mean, you could, but it might not be interesting. It might not be well thought out. So um, I, I think those are really good points you've said throughout the episode. Um, to wrap up, I, like always, I love to add end with an action item. Um, personally, I think we should plug some of your multimedia content just as a great example of what this looks like in, in real life and um, how people can learn from it. So can you tell us just a little bit more about Square 2 Plus and all, all the content you have on there? Yeah, well, we do a show similar to what you're doing. It's called What's Wrong With Revenue? Again, like I said, I like to answer questions that I hear in prospect meet and client meetings. And, you know, I noticed a year or so ago, a lot of people were like, what's up with my revenue? Like, I just can't get it to go where I want it to go. Like, I can't hit my goals every single month. So I'm thinking to myself like, oh, I'm interested in connecting with CEOs and CROs who are struggling with this. So I'm thinking to myself like, well, they must be wondering what the heck is wrong with revenue? Like, what's our problem here? So that's what we named the show. We do it live 
every Wednesday at four o'clock so people can join us if they want to and ask questions live. Mm. Why not? We're recording it anyway. So we said, let's open it up and see if people want to join us. I'll be honest with you. We don't get a ton of people on the show live, but that's okay. We also simultaneously stream it on Facebook. So again, people can hop on there and, and listen to the show and participate in the show if they want to. We record it and then we post it to our YouTube channel as a video. We post it to all of the podcast platforms, just like YouTube, you do. Mm-hmm. So iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Apple, we're, we're on all the, all the platforms as a podcast. And we, we put it up on our website. We put it up on Square 2 Plus for people who are interested in all kinds of audio and video content. And we also have a page for What's Wrong With Revenue where people who are just interested in the show can also um, get it emailed to them, subscribe to it and get it emailed to them the next day when we're done cleaning it up a little bit. And they can also submit questions and they can get it on their calendar. If they do want to hop in live every Wednesday at four, they're, they're welcome to do so. Yeah, and I that's awesome. I think, like I said, it's a great example of how that one hour of recording can live in so many different places. Um, and like you said, one of the biggest benefits of a podcast is it's on demand. So if they're not watching live at four on a Wednesday, maybe they're listening to it the next morning or when they're taking their kids to school, exactly. whatever that looks like. Exactly. So so I'll link that, all that great stuff um, in the description. Again, square2marketing.com slash square2plus, P-L-U-S. Uh, Mike, that wraps it up. Um, that's our time. Those are our episodes we have to record together. Um, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's really a pleasure to have um, the CEO and Chief Revenue Officer of Square Two Marketing speaking with us today. So I appreciate it. My pleasure, Colby. Thanks for having me on and uh, wish you a lot of luck. Thank you. Uh, thank you all for listening uh, to this episode. Feel free to leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, and we'll talk to you all tomorrow. See ya. Yes.